What's going on, everybody? This is Austin with the Any Beer Geeks. Welcoming you back to another episode. Surprise, Matt's here too, and today we're talking about our trip to Lord Hobo Brewing in Woburn, Mass. In honor of our trip to Lord Hobo last weekend, this week we made sure to power this podcast with uh, a lord hobo treat and so this morning we're drinking uh how do you pronounce it matt meat and potatoes meat and potatoes <laughs> drinking the meat and potatoes it's technically a dinner stout and it is uh pre-noon right now so i don't know if that's allowable last week or last week last episode we made sure to drink a breakfast stout this time we're drinking a dinner stout but it's still in the morning i think yeah. that's okay i think it's fine i mean it's a saturday okay. instead of a sunday so we've got i mean it's there day you drinking. go. That's that's fair. Totally fair. You're allowed to day drink on Saturdays. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you're allowed to day drink on any day you want, but most acceptable on a Saturday. <laughs> I had this when we were at Lord Hobo. Um, I loved it. What are your thoughts? I didn't have it while we were there. Uh, I kept getting flights, so I got two flights. But my wife stole all of the dark beers out of it each time, darks and sours. So I mostly only drank the IPA. So I didn't get to have it. I would say uh, it's definitely a hearty drinker. I mean, meat and potatoes is a good good name for it. It's a pretty thick beer. Otherwise, it's nothing, uh, flavor-wise, is nothing out of the box, but it is a, well done, very well done. What did you rate it, Matt? When we were there, I rated the... So I actually, uh, I'll talk about this a little bit more later, but I was able, because of their, their beer list, I was able to... Uh, do a flight with this on just a normal tap, just off regular carbonation, and then side by side with it on nitro, um, which was it was like drinking two different beers. It was really kind of cool to have them side. I don't think I've ever side by side. You really think the nitro tested. made that much of a flavor difference to it? it? Yeah, it let different stuff come out, which mm. was interesting. And I think that must be you know, there's a reason they do it. Yeah, right. right. It's not so, just made up for genius. Um, so I was able to actually compare them side by side while I was doing the flight, and I I was feeling pretty good. We were having a good time, so I probably was being a little generous with my ratings, but I got I gave just the normal carbonated meat and potatoes a 4.25 on untapped. Good. And then the, the nitro I gave a 4.75. We know Matt's a generous scorer. So. Yeah. Well, and it, it style-based, right? Sure, I, sure. I know it depends on who you are, how you use untapped, but I, I try to be style-based. And I usually don't go much lower than three um, for anything. Um, I think there might be a couple macro beers that are like 2.5 on my untapped, but I don't go very low. Oh, wow. Yeah, my, I don't have very, any ones. Yeah, you're very fair. Uh, maybe I do have a one, but I, I would have probably rated that about six beers in uh, on a bad day. <laughs> like that's, that's when I'm like, I have the courage. Uh, is that the time that we put uh, black pepper and hot sauce in your beer? No, what did you rate using, that? I don't think that PBR. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i forgot about that tabasco sauce tabasco sauce and a good and shake some, of black pepper yeah pepper off the table yep yeah that was we can move beyond that we can now. move beyond that so <laughs> uh we last time we recorded we're about a month from the last episode's release we're trying to pick up the pace everybody we uh, monthly is better than tri-monthly what we were at previously yeah we only did like so, four episodes last year we're picking up steam picking up steam um but in that time, we actually did some big stuff. Matt went out to Jackson Hole. Mm-hmm. 
And you got to see some good breweries out there. You're wearing uh, one of your hats today from out there, from Melvin Brewing. Yep. Yeah, I, w- I actually I got to go by myself this time. And when I say by myself, I mean without um, Jen with me. Uh, I still was going out to visit my brother. So we hung out out there for about five or six days. And basically every day I had on my own, either I was going to the mountain um, snowboarding or I went down to Jackson and spent some time in town just kind of touring a little bit. Or I did do a little bit of driving. And um, like you mentioned, I went to Melvin, which is in Alpine, which is just south of Jackson. It's through a pass. It's like 20 or 30 miles south of Jackson, Mm. um, just on the border of Idaho and Wyoming. And there brewery is actually a pretty cool spot it's out like on this kind of flat that goes towards where the the snake river kind of winds its way down past that area um i think it's it's kind of where a watershed starts i believe i didn't do any research on that but it looks you know it got really fat right there it's Mm. the mountains kind of end and then it gets really flat and then there's a river that goes down through the middle of it and that's the snake river that comes down from jackson um from uh, past the Tetons and all that. So it comes down in and I think it pours into this spot and it kind of just spreads out a little bit. So it's a, it's a big widening of that river and they're out on this like peninsula and it's a really cool spot being in the winter. You don't really get to like appreciate it that much, but I can imagine, and they've got outdoor seating and stuff. It's gotta be a sweet spot to drink, (laughs) you know, on like a sunset, you know, like really cool spot midsummer. Um, and that area, everybody was always, anybody that I talked to said, you got to come back in the summer because, you know, if you like it here in the winter, you'll fall in love in the summer. Right. So, um, we're probably going to have to do that just to do it. But yeah. I, I did really like my time in Melvin brewing, um, in their tap room, just kind of chatting with the, the, the bartender. Um, they were brewing a batch that day. So, you know, you could hear stuff going on in the background. There's a little, some wafting smells of, of brewing going on. <laughs> Um, their beers were great. They're known for their IPAs and they're known for their high octane op- IPAs. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be going back to uh, visit my brother in Maine uh, next weekend, and I, he was going to bring back some some Melvin beers for me because they drove. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to bring some uh, two by four to the next time nice. we record. Nice. So that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, I got to go to Melvin Brewing in Alpine, and then I went to. Um, uh, where else did I go? I went to Snake River Brewing in, and it's it's like a brew pub in downtown Jackson. I think we looked it up. They were the oldest brewing company, the oldest brewery in Wyoming. I can't remember if that was what you had mentioned when we talked about it before, but oh um, yeah, I totally forget. I, yeah, I think they are the oldest, and it's not that old, but I think they're the oldest in Wyoming. Um, and then the other place I went to was Roadhouse, which they they. Um, package their own stuff too and their their space was a lot like a brew pub as well there was like a row of i think they were bright tanks i don't even really know i didn't i was alone <laughs> didn't really take a lot of time i was hungry <laughs> so i kind of make it sound super sad i, I, I know well, i was i was i just got I done when i went to roadhouse in particular i got i had just finished at the mountain i'm exhausted and i was hungry as hell so i i was like all right i'll go check out roadhouse while i'm down here so I walk upstairs, there's a spot at the bar, it's kind of packed, so I was like, I'm going to go get that spot before somebody else does. It didn't really take much time to look around and like walk around and see what all the stuff was, but there were some tanks in a in a glassed-in area on the upstairs, on the back wall. So uh, I think they were bright tanks, but um, 
it was a cool space and they were they were pretty cool um I don't want to get into the details of, of all of that, but I do have photos that we should post to that Instagram. Yeah, we'll post some photos if anyone's headed out that way to Jackson Hole. I mean, winter's kind of over, so not maybe you still get a ski trip in by the time we post this. Yeah, but they, I mean, they're gonna, spring, summer, they're, they're yeah. huge with fishing. Like fishing and hiking is like huge out there because the Yellowstone's not some too big far game away. Hunting. You can do some big game hunting in the fall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I if if you're looking for recommendations... I would say uh, my order of of um, who where I would go first is if you can get to Melvin, that would be my top pick because their beer list was great. And also they had food. So it's not like you're going out there just to drink and then you got to go find another restaurant in Alpine, which is small. It's under a thousand people, I think, live there. So yeah. it's a small place. But Melvin's my number one if you can get there. And Snake River was really cool. It's actually a really it's a it's a comfortable place for especially if you're new to the area um it seemed like there was a lot of kind of uh first timers tourist kind of vibe in there which isn't a bad thing it was it was kind of a mix it was a lot more of a restaurant feel than it was just a brewery or you know it's not definitely not just a tap room it's like a brew pub right so that that place was really cool to go and you kind of you kind of just fold in you know you don't have to worry about standing out at all and then the last one i just i i kind of had a not so awesome experience at Roadhouse. So um, they they just weren't super attentive. And I, I just, eh, it wasn't like a standing out to me as, as a cr- great place to go. So definitely try the beer. The beer was good, but they were busy. And when they, I don't know, it just wasn't, it didn't come off that well to me. I don't know. So that was your big trip in the last month. I don't think, did you go to any other breweries besides there? Just, no, just I don't those. think so. So, I, in the last month, I finally went. Uh, I actually went back to Turtle Swamp, which we talked about in our first episode. Uh, but since then, they've completed their, I uh, say, tasting room. So when we were there, it was under construction. We made some jokes about like, oh, it doesn't look that cool, or whatever. So I went back. Granted, it was winter again. We need to go in the summer mm-hmm. when you can actually sit outside. They have this great outside space. But I went in the winter. Um, they have not a lot of seating. Probably enough for like 30 people, but uh, they got the games there. You know, we played some stupid card games they had. I don't know what it was called, like Bobab Tree or something. I don't know. We had to stack some cards. Skip-bo? Huh? Oh, you're stacking cards. You're like stacking cards to make a tree? I don't know what it is. It was fun, <laughs> though. We played with uh, my wife and her coworkers, and um, I. it was definitely a better experience than we went before. So we sh- we'll go back. We'll do an official episode on Turtle Swamp. Uh, I also went to Slumbro. Finally, Somerville Brewing Company for the first time. Every time I've gone, you've never been. I've never been. Every time I go, I was going to the spot in Somerville, the uh, outdoor space they had there. I forget what they called the Great American Beer Garden or some yeah. silly name that yeah. they ran. Uh, so I've never actually been to their actual brewery, even though I've been in that area a hundred times because it's right near Taza Chocolate. Right. Um, so it's near like all the like the train, the old train yards. It's it's just, it's like a weird auto body area of yeah. Somerville. <laughs> it's just like all pot, like junkyards. It's like cars and auto body shops and junkyards piled on top of each other with these big, big, like fifteen foot, like um, corrugated metal walls everywhere outside. So it's a weird area. But uh, Slumber Inside was actually pretty awesome. I mean, the beer was great. The service was really good. They did trivia night when we were there, which is fine, except we weren't participating, so it was mostly just like speakers blasting in our ear the whole time. But other than that, um, yeah, I liked it. So I'd never been there before. So those were the two uh, other breweries I hit up besides for Lord Hobo. Mm. I love Slumbrew. 
We should go there. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be sooner or less. I think tomorrow I'm actually headed to Aeronaut to check that out on Sunday. I haven't been there. I went with you like seven years ago probably. So <laughs> I don't think they've been open that long. No? No. Uh, I didn't live here. Yeah. So it had to be... You didn't live in Boston? Yeah. So it had to be at least four years ago. Yeah, I so I, the reason I say that too, I'm I'm remembering that they're probably they're not that old, but I think I saw something pop up recently. They were celebrating a four year something. Okay, so maybe it was like shortly after they opened. Yeah, maybe they've been open like five. Um, not to correct you, that I make <laughs> stuff up all the time. And that's fine. You just got to say it with authority. Uh, <laughs> um. I also wanted to talk about, uh, I did finally pick up a copy of Yankee Brew News, which I haven't picked up in a while. And they're doing good stuff. I really like that. It's, I, it's a longer, it's like newspaper format. It's not really like magazine format. Um, but there's a lot of good updates in there about everything that was happening over winter. Unfortunately, I picked it up like two weeks ago and it kind of uh, projected forward out to like mid-March. So the new one should be out soon, if not already covering you for like the early spring stuff. They doing a great job covering the entire New England area. Uh, there's a bunch of different events in there and they do their portion where they talk about all the updates to all the breweries. So uh, who's moving where, who just opened, who's not too many are closing, right? It's mostly expansion, but yeah. uh, who's combining, who's doing collaborations and it is, it's a good resource. So if uh, you want something in printed format cause you don't like our podcast, check out Yankee Brew News. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Full-on free plug for Yankee Brew News. There you go, Yankee Brew um, News. I, to add to that a little bit, I really like the event calendar in that. And you can pick those up. I, I think they have them at every craft beer seller. I'm pretty sure they have them kind of sitting somewhere. At, like, I picked one up at Turtle Swamp. Right. A lot of breweries have them, like Jack's Abbey. I remember Jack's Abbey has them. Um, but I, I recently picked one up, and I think it was at a craft beer seller, and I'm pretty sure they – they try to have those there. Yeah, yeah. And so definitely there. grab that if, so you, if you see one. Easy to get. Were there any articles in there that? Well, stood the main out? article that I've read about was uh, kind of the origin story and like progress of Lamplighter, who we did go visit last summer, and we were actually talking about doing another visit very soon, and then doing an episode finally. Yeah, we have to do a follow up. We need to do a. Fo- we never did an episode, so we went. We were like, oh, we're gonna do an episode, and we just never did it. Yeah, because um, we couldn't get Jim to join. I know, I know. It's really hard to other... schedule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get other people involved and say, oh, you guys don't have to just listen to us two all the time. So uh, I thought that was interesting. We should definitely go back for that. The other thing they mentioned is the new uh, tech, I want to call it technology, uh, what they're calling cryo hops, mm-hmm. which is instead of a pelletized hop, is actually a hot powder made from the residue it's some big process where Mm. it's not a big process it used to be it was previously almost like the leftovers from when they made pelletized hops they would like scrape the press and Mm. then have this like powder dust um it had different names before like lupulin powder blah blah whatever but now they call it cryo hop now they've kind of refined that process on purpose Mm -hmm. and they're calling it cryo hops um and what it does is it's allowing you to get a lot of the flavors and aromas without actually the bitterness. It's kind of de- separating out the bitterness from the flavor of the hop. So people are starting to use it. Some breweries are more apt to use it than others. Part of the problem with it is filtering it out. So either you're kind of just committed to having sludge in your beer mm-hmm. at the bottom, or 
you got to commit to cleaning your filters all the time because it's such a fine powder. It either just clogs them up or gets through. So there's some advantages to it to give you some unique flavor profiles um, without making things just these bitter bombs that destroy your mouth. Um, So that's kind of this new thing coming out too. And Yankee Brew News did a good write-up on that. That's where I got all my info from. I didn't do any other research on it. Remember when we did the, um, I think it was the episode for the Trillium at the substation, Trillium pop-up at the substation. We drank Pow Pow during that episode. That's right. Pow Pow had lupulin powder. Right. So this is saying. probably the evolution of that. Yeah. And remember when we were drinking that, we were, uh, we commented absolutely. on how there was sediment in there. And absolutely. It's like, this is, it looks ashy and kind of disgusting. Yeah. And that must be, you know, it makes sense. They're fine grains, you know, it's hard they're, to filter right. that out. Right. Um, so that's interesting that they're talking about that actually being an it's issue up. as they're picking it up. And yeah. yeah, and it's picking up steam, I think, as people, obviously, as people adjust to how do we use that, how do we get it out, there's advantages. If people doing like any kind of homebrew stuff, um, if you're using a con- some of the brewers who are using conical fermenters are saying, you know, I can get the sediment out of the way much right. easier. Uh, so there's some, you know, tricks to it. But you did mention the substation. Um, one thing I forgot to mention about, I did go to Turtle Swamp. Uh, I didn't realize they were, they had just wrapped up. I think it was their, I went to Turtle Swamp like the last week that they were actually in the Rosendale substation. So although I'm out of Rosendale and I don't like have updates on what's going on in the community as much, um, that substation is still getting used. So Trillium kind of kicked that off. And I guess, I don't know who has been there in between, but it's good to see at least it, this winter it also found a use with Turtle Swamp, who is right nearby. I mean, at least Trillium's down at Ken. Turtle Swamp is probably a mile and a half to two miles down the road from the substation. Yeah. I wonder, and I'm, when you said that earlier, I was kind of bummed because it would have been a good opportunity to see how the space changed when they yeah, changed it. if it did change. There. Right. Does it still get the same kind of, like, uh, business? Yeah. You know, even if right. it wasn't was Trillium, it does the name switching from Trillium to Turtle Swamp, did it change? And I, I would hope not, you know, because it was really, it was more of a community-based kind of... It was that it was a beer uh, garden, right? You had a there, beer right? garden. Yeah. It, I I didn't get the feel when we went, and I hope I'm not <laughs> contradicting anything I said in our episode, <laughs> but I didn't get necessarily the feel that there was a bunch of, like, Trillium nerds in there. You know, people that nah. are going because it says Trillium. It felt like oh, this is a cool space to go. They have live music. Let's go in. You know, we got the kids or, you know, yeah. these people are in from, people from wherever. You know, yeah, there was a Rosendale place to come a brewery. I think there's one coming if it's not opened yet. Um, so I think that that there's still a hole right. for that to fill. Um, I was taking a look at Max, Matt's beer. Matt's still got a sip left. I was going to... Fine, I'll drink it. Jesus. Fine, drink your beer, Matt. There we go. We started these before the episode. We didn't like... <laughs> just pop this and rip down the meat and potatoes uh we also to keep the lord hobo theme going we bought a uh bought brought bought you bought i bought it and you bought uh, a boom sauce which is probably to me that's the most iconic lord hobo beer right it's the first one i heard of it's the first one you heard of it says oh that's beautiful it's the one that you see on the shelf and it says boom sauce in big letters. Everybody's like, what is that? I got to get that, right? It's called Lord Hobo and boom sauce. Great marketing. I didn't have any of this when we were there. Neither did I because I know I have it, I've had it before. Yeah, you just it's what like, you see everywhere. Oh, let's go for something we so, have. So, uh, I mean, just looking at it, it's like a hazy, 
I wouldn't call it totally golden. I'd say it's like a honey color. Yeah, a nice honey color. So uh, we'll check back in at the end with a quick description. Nice white foamy head. Uh, yes, very heady right now. Let's talk about Lord Hobo. and Let's do it. Let's do it. So we went there on uh, Sunday. Was it Sunday? It no. was a Sunday. Yeah. It was a Sunday, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went there on Sunday. So we went there on last Sunday, and um, probably middle of the day, it had just snowed the night before, right? So it was like a mess. Am I making... Oh, it snowed that morning. No, yeah, because it was like sh- really shitty weather yeah. that day. It snowed that morning. It was like morning. raining when it was we like, got there. It snowed in the morning, then flipped over to rain, so it was a mess. So there wasn't that many people out. So when we got to Lord Hobo, it actually wasn't that busy. I'm wondering if it's normally way busier on a Sunday. Um, and this is out in Woburn. You... Lord Hobo does also have their, I want to call it a bar, but their like pub down in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, like right in the heart of right. that. Area. Have you been there yet? I've yeah. never actually been there. Yeah, we went uh, after we had like an after work thing at at the pub. Um, I, I can't. I think it was because somebody from out of town was in town, and we were like, "Oh, let's all go meet at Lord Hobo," which is actually pretty close to Lamplighter. Yeah, it's like a few blocks. Yeah. I don't know how far exactly, but it you could walk. So there you go, mini brew tour from, well, kind of a brew tour, but yeah. yeah. Do they do any brewing at that location? Do you know? No, I don't think so. Okay, it's just a, it's just a pub. It's literally, like, you wouldn't know. I don't, it, seriously, the way it's labeled, the way that if, if you didn't know any better, like if you were from somewhere else and you didn't know about beer, you would think that the, the Lord Hobo pub is just the name of a pub mm. and it has its own named beer right mm. then you might start putting something together but it really comes off as just like a, a hole in the wall pub in in like in cambridge yeah so it's actually pretty cool the the food was good the one thing i do remember going there um and it, i i can't i'm i'm gonna preface this by saying this is not like old man matt you know yelling <laughs> at a cloud it was fucking loud there <laughs> that was a little harsh i <laughs> I found it really hard because I do kind of have harder hearing. I don't know really when ears. this happened. No, oh, opposite. I, I just I all of a sudden don't have very good ears anymore. <laughs> it's like, what's that? <laughs> um, but I I remember specifically being like, I can't hear anything these people are saying to me because it's so goddamn loud in here. And it was it's just a, such a young crowd. Yeah, it was just a lot of loud laughter and screaming at each other and people are getting like, boisterous yeah it, but it was a fun atmosphere it was just loud as hell and you, if you're trying to be in there with coworkers and stuff and like have conversations not the place really for it at that night i think it was a thursday night so it's like you know thursday night at 7 p.m is not the time to go yeah, to Lord Hobo that's a good night for conversations uh, i was saying i went to slumber with my coworkers. that was uh monday at 6 30 so yeah that was dead <laughs> yeah there's there nobody nobody <laughs> Actually, was she was the um, I think her name's Caitlin. Was she doing a like a class or anything? Because we actually took a bread making class at Slumbrew, and this uh, is an aside. So so total aside. No, I have no idea who anybody is. We just walked in and got. Yeah, there was no like class going. Oh, you no, said it was no. trivia night. It was trivia night. Right, right. It was okay. trivia night later. Because yeah, because we took a uh, the spent grain bread making. That's where you did that class okay. there. And she just, it was just there. It was at oh, the brewery the space. space. They blocked off like cool. half the tables. Now that I'm saying it, I want to say that maybe they were not open. Maybe it was while uh, the bar was not open. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that must have been it because why would they have done that otherwise? Okay, whatever. So back to Lord Total Hobo. sidetrack. Yeah. So we went to Lord Hobo last Sunday. Um, it wasn't too packed in the beginning, but it did get packed as we stayed there throughout the day. 
Yeah, it picked up um, quite a bit. I really liked the space though. It was like you can see through to the back, and they got all the big tanks shown through like two big garage glass doors. Uh, they got all these big heavy timbers crisscrossing the ceiling, chains hanging down. It sounds like a castle. I think that's the vibe they're going for, right? They got the the, the crown logo on everything. Yeah, um, I didn't think about that, but yeah, it is. They are going for that kind of yeah. It's supposed to be like a castle, I think. Yeah. And they have um they got a pizza window with some other food coming out of there. Mostly pizza though. And like twenty beers on tap. Yeah, they had a ton. It was and a ton. the reason was because they have the pilot series there. Correct. There was about four there's five listed on the menu, but actually one of them had been kicked, I think, right as we showed up or right before we got there. Um but there was literally four or five from the pilot series, plus all their typical beers that they then, they kind of did the thing we talked about before where you double dry hop them with a different hop and then you can say, you know, oh, this is the boom sauce double dry hopped with XYZ. And they kind of did that for a number of different beers. You also had the side-by-side comparison of the meat and potatoes, one on nitro and one on not. Yep. Yeah, and then they had like the, what was it, the godmother? So they had the Godmother Imperial Stout, which is the one that Sierra stole from you. Uh, we got the caviar version, which right. I think is what you're So they had say. those two versions. Yeah, they have yeah, the, the regular Godmother, Godmother. And Godmother caviar, which was over um, oyster oyster shells. Yeah. So it, right, they kind of did that trick where you you brew the same beer and then you do a little bit of different, either dry hopping or conditioning to it. Uh, I had two flights. Did you go through two? I only had one. Cause you I only had, had one, yeah. but because you actually got your significant other actually got her own. Whereas my significant other just kept stealing mine. Yep. So we, I went through two flights, but really I went through like one and a quarter or something. Yeah. But their flights are actually huge, right? So most breweries you go to, your flight is like four, maybe five, three to four ounce pours, right? Here it was six, five ounce pours. It's a good amount of beer. Mm-hmm. So you're, it costs more, but whatever. You're, you're getting a more robust sampling especially when they have 20 items on the list it was really worth it so i think i had almost everything there over the course of two flights i'd say that that's the way to go when you go if you go to the brewery space just do flights because it's i mean like you said so what six five ounce that's 30 ounces whatever that that's almost three beers or whatever but that's you know eight it's 16 bucks i think it was 16 bucks for a flight yeah so that's I mean, there's some that are like there's a, tw- a quarter added because of yeah, the, the higher yeah, ABV whatever. ones or whatever. The higher ABVs, the pilot series, they wanted to dock you an extra quarter. Right, but that, that's like two beers. So you're still, yeah. you know, it, it's I think it's worth it. And then you get to, because they've got such a robust list, it makes sense. Like get a good sample of all those things, then take home what you like. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Do you want to talk that, that real quick part. about the breadth of stuff too? I mean, we talked, it's interesting. We had a discussion while we were there actually about whether or not having variety is necessarily key but they certainly did i mean lord hobo to me lord hobo is about high octane beers that right like they they do doubles and triples and imperials whether they're ipas or stouts that to me is the branding whether or not that's what they're going for that's how i view their brand and seeing at the brewery they actually had a lot of other stuff they had a a session ipa which i was very excited about i tried that they had a that was couple, the hobo life hobo life yeah and then they had uh a couple they had a sour the goza is what was kicked out of the pilot series um 
they have their stouts, the you know, which we're drinking today, the meat and potatoes, and then we're drinking the IPA, the boom sauce, the double IPA. But they also did a triple IPA, so they kind of pushed it in both directions. So I was happy about that. They did a lot of good variety. There was also a, an amber ale, if I'm remembering correctly. It was one of the pilot series. It was one of the pilot series. They didn't really have names. Seven and a half percent amber yeah, ale. For a, that is high for an amber ale. For an amber? Yeah. So And that was what Jen was drinking. Yeah. And that, because that totally caught her off guard <laughs> too. Yeah. You know, she was like not expecting it to hit her that hard because it was an amber. You're not expecting an amber no. to be IPA level uh, alcohol exactly. content. So that's, I mean, that is, to me, that's what Lord Hobo does is they make high octane beers. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you're right. Variety was just off the charts. Fantastic. It was fantastic. It was exactly what I wanted. And it was all good. You know, it was all it's fresh and good. You know, yeah. because the turnover, they can, you know, they they get the, vis- the the amount of people going, the volume of people getting flights, Absolutely. trying all this stuff. Absolutely. So they can constantly be turning these over and they all taste great because they're fresh. You know, I mean, I think you can tell it's a success because myself, you, your significant other, and my wife all found something they liked mm-hmm. and multiples. Right, mm-hmm. it was like that's hard to please a a group that has very diverse tastes. Like my wife is not that into beer; she'll do the, some of the stouts and some of the sours, but that's kind of it. She really stays away from anything bitter and hoppy. But then you and I have very different tastes, so mm-hmm. I, I'm all about the amber beers, and so that was awesome to have that as an option. And the session ales, and then they had IPAs and heavier stouts, and I. I'm really impressed with that. You could definitely take a group there and everybody could find something they would like. And that we've talked about that before. And when we, you just mentioned that we did talk a little bit at, at Lord Hobo about how do we, you know, should we really be looking at them from a variety, these, all these places from a variety standpoint and how much they cover in terms of styles or, you know, what about focus? Like if they take a focus and run with it and do it well, why are, you know, why should we rate them differently right yeah but i i still think when we talked about variety and covering all these bases was because of that point was that point being we can bring whoever and yeah basically everyone is gonna find something i think they even had uh they had a couple wines did they have a cider I don't think they had a cider. They just had a couple of wines. No, right? I think there was a cider on was the cider? on the. I'd have to look again, on the, but on they're the on the board, it wasn't not on, on the flight menu. Because all what we were basing our drink choices yes, off of there was, was the flight menu. More. There was more stuff on the wall that we yeah. never even considered. Yeah. So the huge props for them to variety and really also doing a good job. All of their beers, they're not going for any weird wacky flavor, right? Right. This isn't black licorice, amber ales. This is quality quality beers they're doing quality stout quality ipa they're all higher octane but that's that's where their focus is at so um i i wanted to talk about the food though because we had some uh opinions about the food (laughs) we did we have opinions about everything we did have some opinions about the food now to be fair as i said the window was for pizza the place looks like they do pizza. None of us ordered a pizza. We ordered pretty much everything else on the menu except the pizza. So they also got wings. They got pretzels. They got fries. That's what we went for. And the wings, Matt, <laughs> pretty terrible. I wasn't really happy with them. You weren't happy. I wasn't happy. We got different ones, too. Yeah, we did. 
I got the buffalo ones and you got like the, the chili ones. The, nah, nah, the truffle parmesan. Truffle parmesan. Yeah, which I, is so fancy of me. Uh, and they just, man, they were all so gummy. It yeah. Was like, well, so I don't, I, so I, stay I want. away from the wings. <laughs> yeah. I, that, and that's the thing too. I don't want to harp on that too much because everything else was so good and the pizzas looked phenomenal. The pizzas looked delicious, the man. Only, the only reason we went wings was because they were on that menu that was on the table and we were just like, we're not really super hungry. We just want something to munch on, right? Yeah. And it was like, oh, let's get wings. And I can't eat pizza. So I was like, oh, oh right. you what do they got? Pizza. Right. And then uh, your significant other went with the pretzels because she's on a mission. Jen, you can say Jen. Can I say Jen? Yeah. Jen. So Mask Girl Jen is on a mission to try the pretzels at every brewery because those should be good. Right, if you're gonna call yourself a brewery and you're gonna make pretzels, they better be damn good. She wasn't impressed. Yeah, she thought they were not made there. They were pretzel sticks. They weren't. They were. They, they were, were soft uh, baked. They were like soft baked. Right. I'm not saying they were like the, the pretzel braids. pretzel rods that you get like the Uts pretzel rods. <laughs> it was um Uts pretzel rods. Right, no, but it, it's like the you know the big Bavarian pretzel, but it was yeah. just a it was a yeah. straight line. It wasn't like folded into a pretzel, and there was three pretzel. I'm calling them rods, but whatever. They're whatever. pretzel sticks. <laughs> and then there was a lot of pub cheese. Come at me, pretzel association. Yeah. Give me those <laughs> definitions at least. Um, so, yeah, she she was not impressed. She wasn't I, impressed. But I, are they making them fresh there? No. Definitely not. I, I Correct us if we're wrong, but those were not freshly made there. They were pre-made frozen ones that were just warmed up. And that's fine. The pretzels or the wings? The, the pretzels. The wings were... Were not pre-made. They were baked. They, they I think were, they were just baked wings. That's why they weren't... That's why they were not as crunchy we'll as... We'll talk to them about baked. this. Yeah. So, so the, she... Jen was not impressed with the pretzels. Uh, so, step it up, Lord yeah, Elbow. Yeah, you need to talk to your chef. We're going to have a conversation with them. Because food is... The pretzels at their brewery <laughs> space, their taproom space, is exactly what they want to improve right now. Uh, I mean, they have no other places to improve, I guess. So maybe. Well, we haven't talked about the other stuff. So the atmosphere we talked a little about this whole like castle thing they got going. On. I really loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it fit the vibe. It's big. I, it's not t- too loud, but it was like there's big communal tables. I Which, thought it was the right vibe. Uh, there was kids, lots of kids. There were a lot of kids, and actually, <laughs> it's Sunday afternoon. What do you expect? Like, yeah. I I didn't take as many photos because there were kids running around everywhere. And I was like, I went over to the brewery because you can, they actually have a spot where there's a garage door that, oh, I think it was a garage door. Yeah. But it was a big bay yeah. that opened and you could look into the brewery space, yep. right? There was a bunch of kids running around playing with the, with yeah. the, like the, um, the rope, the velvet ropes and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to go over there and be a weirdo and like take pictures of the brewery <laughs> space when there's kids. It just looks weird, yeah. right? And I was like, ah, damn it. You know, I'm not going to go get yeah. that photo, but um there were a lot of kids and i i think that's a benefit because totally like we've said before if it's a more friendly uh, friendly family if it's a more family friendly space um that's just that much easier for you to go you don't feel like you need exactly. to find somebody to watch the kid exactly. because you're going to go to the brewery right so and it doesn't uh, affect the other people no nah, we weren't impacted unless you're me and want to go take a picture of the brewery yep. like a weirdo right um so I, I found that the atmosphere was great. And for someone, me, being that somebody being me, um, who's binging on Game of Thrones in preparation for the next <laughs> season coming out in April, the the communal table feel, you're talking about the the timber frame yeah. and like the chains hanging down and stuff. That's great hall 
style. Yeah, they're they're definitely they're going, going for that for. motif, right? And yeah. it's all communal farm style or if you want to call it medieval great hall tables yep. and you're just sharing with other people. It's that's, it's more you know, more modern would be a beer garden style. That's what they're going for. Right. So they did a good that, job. And that was cool because you know, people understand it. You know, you walk up, you're like, hey, anybody sitting here, everybody's happy to just let you join the table if they're not if their party's not growing. So it was cool. Uh, gets conversations started and stuff, and it, it makes the the vibe a little bit warmer. Yeah, they did a good job. It wasn't too cartoony. Uh, but it makes me also want to talk about the logo, merchandise, all that stuff. So they got a nice little merch shop in the corner. Um, little? I don't it was pretty substantial. You're right. I mean, little in terms of square footage. but Yeah, but they, they're covering they all bases. everything. Yeah. And they suckered me into buying a hat, so now I got a hat, so... Me and Matt are both stocked up. He's got his Melvin hat on from Jackson Hole. I got my Lord Hobo hat on. We're repping hard right now. But their their logo with the like the crowns fits perfect. It's like they got it going with the vibe of the place, right? Where they this like fake castle space. The actual graphics on their cans are so iconic because they're just large format text and they're kind of weird font they're using. I don't know what it is. It's like it's a little dated, but it works. It's like 3D lettering out of Microsoft Word. I think it's purposely dated. Yeah, like it, it, they're they're making not. I don't I don't agree necessarily with the dated, but I think it's purposely that. It's like, so style. simple. It looks like a like an 80s poster. Yes, you know? yes, it's perfect. Um, and it's just like the big font, black cans, gold letters. It works with all their stuff. They their logo is fantastic. They can like pop it on everything. The hat I got is kind of spattered in them. It was hard for me not to buy a hat there, too. Yeah, definitely. I had just bought a hat, so I couldn't go dropping I, more money on another I hat. almost bought beers just so I could get the free pot holder. I, I didn't, but I, I thought about it. That Yeah, the meat and potatoes pot holder? The meat and potatoes pot holder. Like, that's... How do you say no to that? Yeah. So, I think overall, they did a really good job with that and in connecting it to their space. They they branded very well. They've always branded well. Their merchandise is great. They had everything. They had hats, beanies, t-shirts, jackets, pants, socks. Keychain stickers, all the small stuff. It was all the small stuff. It was just like, they had it all. They just had it all. They, they were really pushing hard. Um, and they've been around a while, so they can. And they've established themselves. So, I think they're doing a really good job and they should keep that up. Yeah, I agree. So overall, do you have uh, do you have your scores for our official scoreboard, our official ranking list? Yeah, I do. You want me to run down my scores? I'm not going to go back and reiterate stuff. No, we're I'm not going to read anything. I just want to hear your scores. Back, <laughs> listening back, I tend to reiterate. So beer score, 5 out of 5. Atmosphere vibe, 3.75 out of 5. Not going to explain it. That's just what it is. <laughs> Moving on. Food, service, uh, 3.25 out of 5. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And then you got a calculator for this. Merch is uh no, it, it all rounds out. Merch is a 5 out of 5. Wow. What what else can you say? Wow. So uh my total, and I think this is the top this is the front runner now for me. Um yeah. is 17 out of 20. Yeah. That is big. So that that might be the new front runner. Uh so my scores I would say for beer, I would give them a four and a half. I was blown away. I thought it was fantastic. I have trouble giving a five. I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Should I do it? Should I give him a five? I I mean, so I did the same thing at first. And then I was like, what am I docking them for? Nothing. Right. The beer was perfect. All right, five. 
There you go. There you go. The Austin's first five. Austin five. Put that in the notebooks for everybody. So Austin gives him a five on that. Uh, for atmosphere, I would say four. Pretty, pretty fantastic. I don't know. It's not that different from some of the other places I see. So that's the only reason I would like dock them a point from perfection. Um, it's not. It's just not that different. But they did a really good job. Really good job. Uh, food and service. Their service was impeccable. The food was just not that great, so we weren't that happy with it. So I would say three and a half there. Um, did you just say half? I did. I did. I'm going to go half because you've got me in the zone now because now I need to like differentiate somehow. Uh, and then merchandise, I'm with you there. It's like four and a half. It's really good. It's not like the dopest thing ever, but they convinced me to buy a hat. I, I think it works really well for them. It's simple, but it plays out really nicely. So... I gotta, I gotta do some math real quick because I changed my numbers here. Did you say four and a half in the first? Yeah, I ended up with seventeen too. We can agree. So I think they're the new front runners. Yeah, uh, we'll have to check that against Bone Up. Bone Up was our previous front runner. I don't know if they're. I was. think I'm pretty sure I remember it being sixteen. Okay, we're really happy with Lord Hobo. I would definitely recommend going out there. It's in a weird area. Um, we were in like it's on like a road near the train tracks. Is that we had to go over. I can't. There was remember. like a bridge over the train tracks. I was just too excited. Yeah, you got sneak down a side approach. road. It's 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 in a weird spot, but it was an awesome time. Good beer, good space. Buy yourself a hat. Enjoy. Yeah. So putting Lord Hobo aside, what other stuff do we have coming up that we wanted to share with you guys? Um, Matt, you said you got an email about the homebrew con in Boston. Yeah, so the it's not in Boston, it's actually in Providence. Oh, it's so, in Providence. Yeah, HomebrewCon is going to be in the end of June, uh, June. It's the last weekend in June. I can't remember the specific dates, but um, down in Providence, you do have to be an AHA member in order to register, I'm pretty sure. So, so join now. Support the support the American uh, Homebrewers Association. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm a, an AHA member. Um, I homebrew, I don't really homebrew that much, but you still get access to, to a lot of stuff. And then they have an app you can like, there's some, uh, benefits or you can get some coupons and stuff for, for local breweries. And they've got a map that shows you where you can, might be able to save some money on beer and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's good to support that, the, the AHA, uh, if you homebrew specific, if you homebrew specifically, it, it's good to, to support that because they put out a lot of good content. Uh, the other thing I did want to mention was I also got another email from Wormtown in Worcester. They are having their ninth birthday party on St. Patrick's Day, which as of this recording is tomorrow. Yeah, um, we, won't, we won't publish it. This, this won't time. be published in time probably, but... Um, I'm going to work really hard. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's still worth mentioning because they're coming out with a special birthday beer right there i can't remember the name and I, I don't have the email in front of me but i think it's the it's their ninth birthday special mm-hmm. edition beer which i i mean unless they say in the email and i totally missed it i think you're gonna be able to go get it after this party i don't think they're just serving it at this party and then uh, tough shit you can't get anymore so i think it's worth mentioning just so you could if you get a chance to get to Wormtown, go try that out because they put out some good stuff too definitely they're... we haven't been there yet together no, we need to make a trip out to um, Worcester in general. Worcester has a huge burgeoning brewery scene. Yeah. Uh, Wormtown's been around a while, but there's plenty of others that have popped up in the last few years that are doing good stuff. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that, especially if you get a chance to get to their uh, get to their brewery space, get to their tap room. For the next stuff we uh, have on our radar, we talked about going to Lamplighter. 
Uh, we're also planning to do a trip down to Rhode Island, so probably hitting up something outside Providence with uh, some other people from our group. So that should be coming up soon, so keep an eye out for another episode about uh, Rhode Island, as well as our lamp lighter follow-up. Well, not follow-up. Round two. We'll do lamp lighter visit round two, and then we'll do Is it ours. round two, though? We never did it. We never did the episode. That's right? what I'm saying. We do round two for ourselves, and then we have the <laughs> we have the summary of the two. Okay, yes. Because I mean, we're gonna refer back to that first. Two, time. yeah, definitely. Yeah, that means we're gonna be doubly informed, mm-hmm. doubly informed. Because usually we just show up to these places once and render our, you know, our our opinion based on that one event. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good to me. Our infallible opinion. <laughs> Last thing, I did want to just throw another plug out there. We do have our Instagram account. Austin's running it, so it's really not going to have any content. It's pretty much terrible. Uh, we have one photo from, from <laughs> Dude, our spyglass. I'm doing visit. my best. I'm doing my best. He's I not a social media out. guy, oh, so just got to bear with him. We'll get better. Um, we did update oh, the logo. So bad. We yeah. updated the logo. Matt made us a logo. Russell Lloyd Art made us a logo. Russell Lloyd Art, official um, sponsor. <laughs> we uh, What is it? We commissioned uh we commissioned, we commissioned a logo. yeah we commissioned a logo from that person from that guy on instagram um <laughs> but yeah give it a follow we're gonna we're gonna try to do uh what weekly updates for now because it's not yeah really, we're doing this kind of hobby. we're gonna get these podcasts rolling man it, brewery season's picking up everybody's moved everyone's done moving i mean i still got boxes on the floor but whatever and it's picking up everybody's uh, all of our friends who had their babies their babies are like they're a brewery age now. Yep. Right? Is that an age? Is there an official brewery age? You're like seven months old. You're ready to go to the brewery. I think so. Yeah. All right. So picking up the pace. And we're going to start recording these, busting them out. Keep us honest, everybody. Send us a message if you want us to come down and see a certain brewery. Uh, we got no problem driving. Cool. That wraps it up for this episode of the Any Beer Geeks. Uh, until we catch you next time, this has been Austin. And Matt. Signing off. Now we're recording. Uh. (laughs) That was good. Good thing I bought this uh, pop filter, a.k.a. spittle spittle filter. So you don't get beer all over the top of your mic? Or my mustache. Beer on my mustache, not my mustache on the mic. That's some ASMR stuff right there. That's not really moneymaker. Yeah. Matt's gonna rub his mustache on the microphone so you can just imagine it rubbing against your ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucked. Jen and I share a lot of photos yeah what do you mean i i just i don't usually think about it but we are constantly sending pictures to each other oh oh not and none of it is like dick pics yeah (laughs) all of it is like here's the grocery list (laughs) that's what our life the shit echoes done that's what our life has become matt that's what our life has become Last time you talked about your your concussion. Yeah, I don't need to talk about that again. Unless I want to hear about my pulled groin. <laughs> it's 
Today, Austin's medical issue is <laughs> next week we'll talk about my athlete's foot. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Tune in for this week's medical ailments. And if you're a doctor, send me an email. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm really scared right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been on Medic WebMD all fucking morning. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Eddie Big Eats Podcast. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>